best in time accessories. Definitely have the bling and everything in between. Tiama Copeland is your independent paparazzi agent. Join her live online Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join her on Facebook at Tiama Sweetness Copeland or her fan page, Just In Time Accessories. Or you can find her on YouTube at Tiama Harris. That once again is Just In Time Accessories. Everything is only $5. Nickel and lead free jewelry. Tiama Copeland independent paparazzi agent just in time accessories definitely have the bling and everything in between check her out the shepherd's heart ame church of royal palm beach contemporary worship for this present age at the shepherd's heart we're centered on christ focused on family and united in love we are a come-as-you-are church. No dress code, no judgment, no kidding. The Shepherd's Heart AME Church, where the pastor is yours truly, Reverend Liam Sal. We're an out-of-the-box ministry. Come, break out of the box with us. The Anthony Brown Show and The ATL Show now have merchandise available for purchase. You can purchase your merchandise at the link located in the description section below the video. We have male and female shirts, male and female tank tops, jerseys, hoodies, and onesies for your infants. Yes, everything you need and apparel, we have it here. The Anthony Brown Show, along with The ATO Show. The ATO Show shirts proudly say we are the blueprint and the Anthony Brown shirts grind until you shine get yours today Good evening, good evening, good evening, welcome, welcome, and more welcome, 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 welcome to the Anthony Brown Show, this segment we call the ATL Show, I'm your truly Mr. Anthony Brown, I wanted to remind everybody before I introduce my panel of guests tonight, make sure you definitely hit that subscribe button, subscribe, 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 we appreciate it so much, it would mean the world to us, we are on our road to um, 5,000 subscribers, so definitely, definitely, definitely hit that subscribe button. Um, also, again, I'm Anthony Brown Show. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitter. Um, I'm joined tonight by my beautiful panelists. Tonight, I have Miss Bold and Beautiful Lip Glosses Poppin', Miss T Savage. Hey, everybody. 
Um, Tiama was with us. I guess she lost the signal, but she'll be back in a few minutes. Oh, there she is. Um, I'm also joined by Tiama Sweetness. She's, hey, everybody. She's on, she's on baby duty tonight. And I'm also joined by our um, male co-host, Mr. Fashionista himself, Mr. Legacy the Great. ATL, ho. <laughs> Tina said, hey, hey. Hey, Tina Mo. Um, and also, tonight's topic, as you all know, is, is we're conversating with mothers of LGBT children. And tonight, um, I've invited um, a few parents. And the two that have shown up thus far is Miss um, Simmons. Hi, everybody. And Hi, Friday. <laughs> and the lady in red, Miss. Miss Adrian herself. Miss Adrian, I am so sorry. Don't cuss me out, please. We know I got some words for you, but I'm going to say that for later. Hi, y'all. Thank you for having me. Hi, Miss Adrian. Hi, Legacy. Like about that. We just got on the show. Okay, I'm just... sorry. I'm going to behave. <laughs> Hi, y'all. How you doing, Miss Simmons? Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, yes, behave for about 30 minutes, and then you go let me have it. Okay. <laughs> Y'all better get that in writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Miss Melanie, she's out. she already told me she's gonna be a few minutes late uh, for our previous obligation, so she's gonna be here in about twenty-five more minutes. She'll be here, so we're waiting for Miss Simmons. But what I mean, on Miss Melanie. So while we're waiting for her, as you all know, um, I often go through Instagram and. Um, I find different things just to talk about or to congr congratulate or whatever. So I just want to bring up this here. This is a young man here that um, he's a game changer. He's a senior. He scores $1.6 million in scholarships. Mm. And he's accepted into 40 different colleges, major oh, universities. Nice. Colleges. So, nice. so black excellence, black folks are doing it. So, yes. so, so, I, so that was a great thing. And if that wasn't enough, check this one out. You have eight um, students that also earned their college degree while they were still in high school. Oh, so, dang. so they were doing dual enrollment. They were enrolled in both university as well as high school. Yes. Come on, yes. young folks. Come through. That's what I that's what's up. Holding it down. Yes. Yes. That's some excellence right there. I tell you. Yeah. Talk, talk about no no childhood, no playing, no, no hanging out with the kids. No, I gotta do my homework. I gotta study. Got no <laughs> they missed that college, that college time too. They'll they go back and revisit, I'm sure. They missed their college and their high school, but guess what? They are degreed. That's right. Definitely. Come on now. Definitely. Yes, indeed. So proud of them. That's something to be proud of. I tell I you. That's right. I know their mom and their mom and dad. Congrats is. to their parents as well. Exactly. Exactly. Congratulations. Um, being that the month of June is um, actually it's two things to be observed. One is definitely is Father's Day month. You know so, it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we all the time, all the time. We want to give honor to to the, the special men in our lives 
throughout the month of June, not just on Father's Day, but throughout the entire month of June. We want to, you know, get shout out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop that. Not just through the month of June, every damn day. Because I'm not a father just in June. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Don't start some Father's shit tonight. God damn. <laughs> you can't get through the first 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes. You come over with this bull crap. <laughs> you feel better about yourself now, Legacy? Yes, it is, Nadine. Y'all, that's my sister, Nadine, from Baltimore. I've invited quite a few folks to come in on this. Well, hey, so Nadine. How you doing? How you doing? Father. Nadine said, hey, Melo say said, Father. Say what he just said. Go back and let her read what that man just said. I can't read tonight. I'm just Oh, lexic. now you don't know how to read? <laughs> no. I can see fathers. That's so what it's it's work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it with you tonight, sir. Love well, you, Savage. Well, I we love honor, you, too. We honored the mothers last month. We're honoring the fathers this month. That's why I said for the month of June. All right. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. That's hey, my Wendy. Who is that? That's my niece. That's hey, my daughter-in-law. My oldest son's wife. Oh, okay. I thought it was Appreciate from, y'all. Um, I thought it was from the restaurant. I was going to say, it's Wendy hot and juicy. <laughs> man. <laughs> my man thinks so. Oh, God. <laughs> and we don't even want to get him started. Oh, Lord. Okay. Hey, okay, we well, appreciate that, Don Allen. Ms. Beverly Thank is you. coming. Okay. Ms. Beverly Thanks is for the update. Thank, yes, thanks, thanks. Yeah, we invited, I think, five mothers tonight, or five parents, and uh, coincidentally, they all happen to be mothers. Let's see. Who is this here? Hey, everybody. Hey, Miss Lady. Yeah, that's my. That's probably one of my oldest friends. Her and our birth, her, her birthday is the day before mine. That's my. Uh, okay. That's my my uh, my other little daughter Pat. They came through to support the team here. That was yeah, Kat. That's that's what's up. What's up, Cat? How you doing, Cat? <laughs> well, all you all you new viewers and and new watchers and new new. People that are coming on tonight to support Miss Adrian also support the channel. Click that subscribe yes. button. Click that subscribe button yes, and click that like button. It costs you, cost you nothing. I appreciate that as as much as possible. So anyway, tonight's topic, like I said, we're we're gonna have a conversation with um, parents of the LGBTQIA XYZ LMNOP community. That's good. Francis said, all is great. That's what's up, Kat. I see you in a minute. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. That's my boy, Gary. That's his friend, too. Hey, Gary. <laughs> yeah, listen, Gary off the chain, honey. Gary was working out. Is that Gary, is that Gary with the T on the Ricky Smiley Show? Damn now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they are coming in, boy. Hey, Gary, boo. I, you know, didn't Pride Month used to be earlier than this? Did they push it back? Actually, what it was was um, in Florida, in Orlando, Gay Pride was always the first Saturday in Orlando for Disney. It was Gay, gay Pride, Gay Disney. 
But then, because of all of the states right now, the states started having Pride on different days. They just say Pride is the whole month of June. Okay. So, so the okay. month of June is Father's Day month. Mm-hmm. Also, Gay Pride. So we're commemorating two 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 special things for this month. Mm-hmm. And um, and also I don't know if y'all noticed too, like the little right there where your names are located. You used, last month it was red. Pink. This month it's pink. But for the okay. ladies. <laughs> So I changed it this morning. Okay. So let's see here. What else said you forgot the V? Okay. I guess we stuck. What's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's talking the legacy of some secret brotherly language that we don't understand. Uh, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Y'all got about? an inside joke. Y'all got to share with the panel. We don't know what y'all got going on in their peanut brain. I can't, I can't see right now, so I didn't know he said. Oh, you uh, read. Read. You no, no, Ray, I can't. I can't Ray see. Charles, if you take Ray Charles off, you can see. I can't. Ray Charles helped me look to see a little better. They don't say right with my mom. You better believe it. They, they let the fathers are sharing the month with the gays. Okay. You got a problem with that? <laughs> Mellow thing while they playing with the mud. <laughs> oh, man. Mellow retarded. I have a, a, another short video I want to show y'all real quick. And I thought, it, you know, my heart kind of went out the first time I saw it. This is um the scene. Let me set, this, set the tone and set the scene. It's a, the scene is a young man, a young teenage boy. He's trying on some shoes at a local department store. With I guess his uncle, uncle or friend or somebody. So in the midst of him trying on shoes, he don't realize that his father, who's been away in prison for X number of years, is home. So his father is gonna surprise him. Here it goes. How do you fit? A little <laughs> wow. He didn't even know that was dad. I saw that and I even teared up a little bit. I was like, wow. That was so so amazing, so touching. So what y'all thought about that video? I like um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know how I feel. I'm definitely for all of that right now. Okay. Definitely. I love to see stuff like that. Definitely, definitely. Afrony, how do you feel about that? It's wonderful when fathers get reunited with their children after being away for so long. Right. That was eight years, so I can imagine. Ooh. I'm trying to figure out why you had to say it like that, Legacy. Melo said dope. But yeah, that was a, that was a nice that was a nice video. 
Indeed. Felt all warm and fuzzy inside, like I just had a shot of something. Felt good. Um, Are you hugging yourself? <laughs> this is that moment. I tell you, the life of the lonely boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> a moment. Reno says, "Back, back towards the world." What, bro? Dope. Oh God! Nobody, nobody even thought. Oh, nobody even thought of it. I hear it so much. I wouldn't even thought of it that way. Okay. I missed it because I don't know what he's talking about. He said, "Dope." Oh. No, not a bad choice of words. What? Nothing. You, you have. Nadine said, "That's beautiful. Love it." No, I get it now. But love it. Melo said, Can't shut up. That's why they taking your money. Melo trying to start something. Listen. That's okay. why his money getting taken. How about that? His month Do is being shared. His month is being Ain't no money getting taken right here. Ain't no money getting taken. It's being yeah, shared. He already said it. He already said it was taken. So it's too late anyway. What you gonna do, Melo? No, 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 no. It is it, it can't be taken. Yeah, that wasn't. He said long time. Share it. Eight years, yes, ma'am. Jazzy Faye says, "Same, I miss it too." That's my daughter, y'all. Hey, daughter. That's hey, my daughter. daughter. Hit that subscribe button, girl. Get <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, eight long. years is a long time. Yes, eight years is a long time. I mean, that boy, like that teenager, he looked like he was probably what sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So eight years, wow. So. He left when he was in elementary school. Yeah, but but if you looked how 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 the father slid up under him and adjusted the shoes, he right. didn't even know that that was his dad that was dying now. Because they hadn't seen him eight years. He hadn't seen him in eight years. So when he looked up and then the man talked to him, he took a minute for him to register that was his dad's voice, and that's when he looked up. Right, like that voice sounded familiar, and just broke down in tears. Yeah. I have yeah. another, another video I want to show you guys and young ladies. And it kind of goes with tonight's topic. Um, with the, you know, parents of the LGBTQIAZXYZ elemental P uh, community. But here's a video. This is Dwayne Wade's now daughter um, having a conversation via Zoom with um, my first lady, Michelle Obama. Well, hey. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm so nervous, but how are you? I'm doing great. How's it going? I hear you're slotting me in between school, so I feel very special. No. I'll always make an exception for you. <laughs> of course. How's it going? So proud of you. I've heard so much. Your your dad was talking to my husband when they were in Hawaii. When you guys were in Hawaii, you were right down the street from us. Did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, oh wow. he didn't. He didn't say anything. So we've heard. <laughs> not. We've already heard so many great things about you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Oh. Tell me what's on your mind. <laughs> I'm like. I'm just like nervous, but really excited. Don't oh, be nervous. It's like I'm meeting an idol. I'm literally meeting an idol. But like, 
just preparing for this moment for so long. <laughs> but I'm very excited today. Yes. I also get to miss one of my classes. So, you know. <laughs> well, tell your teacher, you ask your teacher for forgiveness from me. Because you're doing me I, a favor. Don't make the exception. Yes, <laughs> make the tell, exception. Tell your teacher thank you. <laughs> I guess. Of course I will. <laughs> Well, what's on your mind? What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? Yes, I actually do want to talk to you about, I wanted to ask you one question about your book, which by the way, I have read and I love it. Divine. And yes, so I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? Well, you like know, you have and currently are, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I am just so proud of you, you know, being just an amazing role model and embracing your truth, right? Um, you're, you're, you're already doing this. So maybe this is for some other young people that are listening. Um, I feel but let me just say, it, it, it does take time to know what your self is, you know, for young people. So my first piece of advice is be patient with yourself. You know, number right. one, um, you know, at your age or in the teenage years and probably through your 20s, you're going to be experimenting right. with so many versions of yourself, right? All young people are trying on different versions, different voices. They're, they're learning more about their intellect. They're learning about what they love, what they're good at, what they like. This is the period of exploration, right? And sometimes we put too much pressure on teenagers to know who you, you're going to be. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. That's what I write. It was a question that I hated. It's like, how am I supposed to? I'm 13. I'm 12. You're not supposed to know yet. Um your right. job now as a teenager is not to have it all figured out, but to give yourself self space and time to learn and grow. So that means you want to try a lot of things on. You want to read a lot of good books. You want to, you know, you want to experiment with different friends and connect with people who are not like you sometimes, because sometimes it's the people who aren't like you who will show you a part of yourself that you never knew was there. And that's, that's not right. necessarily what teenagers do. Teenagers are comfortable in their sameness. A lot of times they like right. to be in their clique, right? They like to be around people who look like them, who act like them, who like the same things. And they're trying right. that on. But what we do know is that growth comes with difference. You know, right. growth comes when you try on something new. And you learn from that. So right now, I, I would just encourage young people to keep on exploring that because it's a lifelong journey. And who you are today, no matter how confident you feel, by the time you're my age, almost 60, you will have tried on so many different versions of yourself. And, and hopefully I have more things to try on. So the journey right. of becoming and learning who you are, it never ends. You just continue to grow if you're lucky. Does that make right. sense? Awesome. What would you awesome. tell? What would you tell young people? I'm I'm curious to know how you think about this. Um, I mean, based off my experiences, I would I probably say the same. Like even right now, I'm 
trying to branch out and do try and try more things. Of course, it's a very hard time to like expand your circle in coronavirus, but like even with friends, like I was very, like you described, I was like, oh, I only want to hang out with people who are like the same as me or like we like the same interests. And I had this one friend, still very good friend of mine, who was very different. And no one really thought that we'd be good friends. And now she's my best friend of four years. And I am so glad that I like, cause we all think that we thrive with people who are just like us. But I mean, I think getting a different perspective from someone else who isn't like you really helps. And that definitely helped me in um, becoming me and uh, defining my truth. And um, she actually really helped me to become a better myself. And mm -hmm. I'm really glad. And I, I, your advice is impeccable. Um, I don't know if I can even expand on that, but yeah, I would definitely You're agree with you. You're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But I, I agree with you completely. I think that change, even though it's scary, is probably yeah. one of the most beneficial things in growth. And and the, yeah, the thing I that I, the other thing that I want to remind young, young people is that trying on different things now and building that muscle to right. um, be okay with change will allow yes. you to be bigger as you grow. Because a lot of people um, don't try new things because they're afraid of transition, right? They're, they're afraid right. of the new thing. Right. But everything good in life that's going to happen to you is going to require you to try something new. You know, going away to college is new and it, it's and everything new takes some time to adjust to. You're going to feel out of place. You're going to feel nervous. It's going to take you a, a moment. You're going to feel apprehensive. You're going to be lonely. Right. With the new thing. But guess what? In four weeks. In six weeks, the new thing will be the old thing. You'll be exactly. accustomed to that. And so a lot of people don't go to college because they're afraid of feeling alone, right? So you miss out on college. You don't try something new because you don't want to overcome that feeling, that first little period of discomfort that comes with trying something new. And then right. what happens when you want a new job or you have to move to a new city? What happens if you get an opportunity in a new country where you have to speak a new language, right? Right. You, you don't want to miss out on those kind of opportunities because you never learned how to approach something different and new and overcome the natural and normal and initial fear and hesitation. You get over that, right? right? That goes away. Right. So yeah. that I, that's something I want young people to keep in mind. Learn how to do something new. Learn how to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Because if you don't, then you're just stuck. You're just stuck where you are. You're stuck in the same place with the same people. And if you do that for decade after decade after decade, that's kind of sad, you know? That's not a way yeah. to live a life, right? And right. It, you know, that, that's just because you were afraid of, you never learned to embrace something new. So I want young people right. to practice embracing the new because I don't want them to ever feel stuck in their lives, you know? And I think that you are the kind of individual that will never feel stuck. And I think that that's one of the important um, things you're offering to the 
to the audience that you're serving. Like break out of the same old thing and try something new because the world will be your oyster and you will be able to do anything in life. Exactly. Anything. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you for that wonderful piece of advice. I am oh, so glad I got you. to talk to my idol today. <laughs> well, hopefully I will see you in the flesh one day. I think we'll make that happen. You know? Yes, we will. <laughs> Of course. Well, until then, work hard. <laughs> Thank your teacher for allowing you to miss class on my behalf. Okay. And give your family my love. All right. Of course. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Proud Thanks of you, babe. That was amazing. Who's shaking their head? What is she said, I would like to know why you guys are shaking your head. Well, I mean, if you were talking about me and Legacy the Great, it's because of the comments. Please do not take my husband that is commenting opinion as mine. That's why we were <laughs> our head. Uh, Nadine said, going through this right now with my son, trying to keep him encouraged and helping him find what it is that he has the desire and passion to do. This is uplifting. Love the Obamas. Mm -hmm. Sean just say hello, all. Hola. I want to say, listen, Donnell, and if you're out there listening, let Beverly know that I see her down, down in um, trying to come in, but I can't bring her in because she hasn't activated her microphone. So until she activated her microphone, I can't bring her in. So, I, but I do see her down below trying to come in. So, Donnell, reach out to your mother-in-law. I'm gonna say this. Um. That was an awesome tribute. Um, but I am gonna say that the um that I believe that the only reason that took place is because who that child's parents are. Any other reason she hasn't stepped out on any ledge and made those same type of to reach out to a normal person that when I say normal, I'm saying a non-celebrity type individual to make that type of call to do the same thing. It's kudos to her doing that. But if she's going to do it, then, you know, she needs to make a journey around the world and do it for everybody else that, you know, she's, you know, and the only reason she did that and, and it got that type of airplay is because who those individuals are in no other right. reason. Um, Can you go back to the last comment, Anthony? Uh, Shauna said, hey, Nadine, I'm... I, mean, I guess you meant to say I'm doing the same thing. Very inspirational words from Miss Obama. I mean, when Michelle said, uh, thank your teachers for letting you miss class, ain't no teacher in their right mind gonna say, you can't miss my class to go talk to Michelle Obama. Okay. Okay, I want to get right into, into tonight's topic. Um, since we have two, I was trying to wait for the other parents to come on, but they said it'll be about 30 30 minutes, but it's already 33. And I don't want to hold up the interview or hold up the conversation. But I want to get right into it. Um, one thing for sure and two things for certain, I noticed that when most children or most individuals um, start finding themselves or, 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 or discovering who they are and what they are and what they like and what they don't like and, and, and quote unquote come out the closet, you always hear their side of the story. You hear that individual side of the story. It's very rarely that we hear the parent's point of view or the parent's side of the story. And a lot of times me, me as an individual, 
most times I often ask a lot of my friends, what would you do if one of your children was to come to you and say, hey, I'm gay? And it's just a hypothetical situation, a hypothetical question. But I often ask that of a lot of my friends. And in doing so, I say, well, it's not about a topic that maybe need to be shared with the world. Because I'm sure there's other parents that are also going through the same thing. And, um, you know, and just, just thinking from, from a parental point of view, because we, as parents, you often, you often say to yourself, in your mind, you already have this mapped out plan of how your child, how you're expecting your child to, to go through life. You know, you're going to you're going to go to school, you're going to get an education, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a great job, you're going to marry a, a significant other, his or her. You know, you're going to get this little white poodle, white picket fence, you know, live happily ever after. But those are your plans for your child. But sometimes, we, you know, we as parents or we as adults, we never sit down and ask the child, what is it they want for themselves? Like Michelle was saying in her speech with, with D-Way's child is, um... Sometimes, you know, that, that teenage years and the early 20s, that's that stage where you're trying to find who you are. You're trying to, you know, you're trying different things, you know. It's, it's like trying squash, trying turnips to see if you like it or don't like it. You know, this could be a phase that, that Zaya is going through. Who knows? Um, but one thing for sure, too, for certain, what I believe, and I, I feel that what Dwayne is, what D-Wade is doing, D-Wade and Gabriel is doing is, they're allowing this child to go through what it is that they're going through to discover themselves. Because what could, what could theoretically happen is later in years, they could have resent, um, feel resentment because the child resent them or hate them because you did not allow me to find out who I am or discover this. And a lot of parents want to say, well, at that age, you really don't know, so I'm going to make these decisions for you. But again, that's what develops resentment. That's what develops hate. That will develop um, a standoffish, you know, personality or attitude. So you don't want that to happen. So I want to hear from the parents on the panel and some of the parents in the comment section. How do you feel or what went through your mind when you first discovered that your child was a part of the alphabet community? And at what age was it? Who, me? Yeah. Okay, um, my daughter uh, came out to me um, when she was 13. Um, she's 14 now. Um, she came one day, sat on the bed with me, and was like, Mom, can I talk to you? And I was like, what's up? Um, I've always made it very easy for all of my children to come and talk to me about anything. Um, open conversation. I've always told them, you know, I'm going to accept what you say. I might not like what you say. I might have an opinion on what you say, but I'm always going to accept what you have to tell me. Um, and she told me, and she was like, Mom, I like girls. I got a girlfriend. Me, on one hand, I was ecstatic. I was happy, overjoyed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can't bring me home. Not now, baby, playing with a girl. <laughs> um, my husband, on the other hand, he was okay with the situation because she is a girl, but he was not overjoyed or happy about the situation, as you just read in the comments. Melo said, not me. <laughs> That's cool, cool. Um, but he was accepted. 
he he accepted it with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, my mother, on the other hand, which is old school, the older generation was like, I feel like we need to talk to her about it and explain to her. Me being her mother, I told her, let her go. Listen, if at 18, 19, you want to revisit this conversation and she has a difference of opinion, I'm going to accept her and love her regardless of who she want to lay next to because I don't have to wake up next to him every day. I don't have to answer for the choices that she decides to make. Did I give her all the facts on it? Yes, we talked about it and everything like that. Her, I feel like she is old enough to understand the decision that she is making. She was old enough to explain to me why she made this decision, what she liked about this decision, what she disliked about this decision. So I feel like her head, she understands. It's not, I just like girls because, oh, my friend like girls or anything. She was able to explain to me why this is the lifestyle that she wanted and I'm accepting of it. If she ever comes to me and says she like boys or she like transgender, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now, on the other hand, I feel like it's very easy for mothers and fathers to accept your girl coming to you saying that your girl likes girls versus if your son comes to you and say he likes boys, I will accept it. It will be a little harder for me to accept, but I'm still going to love my son regardless. Uh, Tiz said it's about her parents, her or is it about the platform? Uh, Mel said girls are better anyway. I can't. Welcome, Miss Melanie. Hey, Miss Mel. Hi, how y'all doing? Great, great, great. I want to tell you, Miss Melanie, um, just to get off topic for just a split second. Girl, you put your foot in that lasagna the other night. It was so good. Thank you. <laughs> That's a shame how you just just eat. It just as long as it's just something to be in your mouth, you good to go. Don't be hating because everybody loves me and don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miss Melody. How y'all uh, doing? Miss Adrian, same question. How how old were you, what, was your child when they told you, and how did you feel about it, and how did that conversation go? It was weird. <clears throat> My daughter was seven when she first told me that she wanted girls. She, she liked girls. And I asked her, why did she like girls? Why does she want a girlfriend? And she said, because men hit women. And I explained to her that women hit women. And that a lot of times with women, it can be worse because women are emotional creatures, period. So now you've got two emotions built into one. So if you like somebody, you got to like them for them, not because you saw a man do something or put a man hit a woman and that was your reason. So she was about seven when she said that. And then we didn't have the conversation anymore. And then I just started noticing that it, it, it sort of wasn't like a coming out type of thing. It was just like as she got older and as the years went on, I started seeing that she wasn't attracted to guys. 
she was more so attracted to women. My daughter's more like a loner, but she's 21 now. Okay. The difference in my daughter is my daughter is pansexual. And for those who don't know what pansexual means is that my daughter loves and is attracted to everybody. She's attracted to who's attracted to her. So, and to make it on a lighter note, if it's a man that she likes and is attracted to her, that's who she's attracted to. She's attracted to people and their emotions. So it's not so much their uh, from the way she described it to me. People who that are pansexual are not gender specific. Right. So she's specifically attached to one person or the other. Mm. Now she has also expressed that she favors women more than men. And she thinks she has a greater desire for women, but she just she's she loves who loves her. And I, you know, I just kind of think you gotta know my daughter to kind of understand where I'm going with this. Jasmine is a loner. She's a she's a loner, so to speak. She's a person that just kind of she kind of goes through phases, but one phase that has never changed. Is her desire for like a woman. That part has never changed. Okay. How I felt about it, I can't mm -hmm. imagine having it. I don't feel one way or the other about it. If that's what she likes, that's what she likes. If that's what makes her happy, that's what makes her happy. You know, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I don't I used to get more pushback from people in my family because they used to say to me, You need to make her wear girl clothes. I wouldn't be letting her wear no boy clothes. I wouldn't be, she She wouldn't be doing that. She wouldn't be, listen, if she don't want to wear skirts and dresses, I wasn't spending no money on skirts and dresses. Basketball okay. shorts and tennis shoes is what she was comfortable in. That's mm -hmm. what I bought her. But then let me also say this, my daughter's a big girl. That's like a six foot one. She always been athletic. She plays basketball. She lifts weights. She played flag football. She did shot put in discus. So she was sort of kind of like a tomboy anyway. So it just didn't fit her style to be. The last time she had on a dress was her eighth grade graduation. She walked in that prom, got down the hallway on that in the eighth grade prom. Got halfway down the hall, then heels came up. She ain't had to pay one sense. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, but I've always been an open parent and me and my children talk about everything. And my children have always been comfortable with talking to me about anything. So when she did have a girlfriend, she openly talked to me about it, just like I would my boys about their, their wives. You know what I mean? So it just kind of just happened. It's just, I'm just one, I'm just, I'm an unorthodox type of parent. People have always gotten on me about my parenting, but I'm just different. I just believe in allowing my children to be who they are. They are who they are, you know, and just, it wasn't a subject like I did go with her to her first pride. What was it? The first, uh, Lake Worth had a, a pride uh, pride parade or something. Mm, gay pride. Uh, like gay pride, like two week, two years ago. That was mm. the first time she ever went. She was a little bit nervous because Jasmine had social anxiety. So she was a little bit shit. I think I had more fun than she did. <laughs> I had a ball, honey. I mean, I had a good time. So mm -hmm. I try to do things with her openly, like, you know, I, I I just want her to know that I'm there. I can't imagine my life with my daughter and me acting any way than I do 
because of who she chooses to be with in personal life. I, my the always my the y'all know I'm pretty blunt and I'm trying to watch my mouth, but to put it bluntly, who and what she does in her business ain't no more her, my business than it is with who and what I do in my in her bedroom. That's my that's my my motto. She can do why what she does in her personal time, her personal space, and in her room has any bearing on me or anybody else is always going to remain a mystery to me. And I believe I would feel the same way if my boys were gay. I just do. I honestly, because that's the type of person I am. So it's just, it's just cut and dry. It wasn't, it was like no big secret, no prerequisites, no, I'm afraid to talk to you type thing. It just wasn't like that. It just, it just happened. And I was like, okay. okay. Great. This is Ms. Melanie, same question. At what age did you find out about your child? How did that conversation go? And how did you feel about it? Thank you, cousin. Tyler said, you're doing an awesome job, cousin Adrian. Thank you, Sean. Nadine said, it looked like it. <laughs> I don't think Miss Melody can hear you, Tyler. She said she can't hear us. You got to turn your volume up and unmute yourself. You need to stop talking with that ice in your mouth. Huh? I'm not, ain't no ice in my mouth right now. Yeah, what you chewing on something? I was. I'm not anymore. <laughs> can she hear us? I don't think the lady down there can hear us. Mom, unmute your mic. But she got to turn her volume up too, if she can hear us. Pamela, that's your mother. That is my mother. I was getting ready to say that lady in Pamela looked just alike, but I didn't want to <laughs> say that. About I wasn't sure. Unmute your mic. I'm in the NICU, and the babies just got quiet. But mine is sitting right there. Yeah, she's having some. Uh, let me ask you another question. Did y'all get any negative feedback from family members or friends? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, let me oh, tell yeah. you. Let me. My mama stopped talking to me altogether. My mom says she don't have no gay daughter. And you showed her different. Oh, that's what I said. I said, okay, that's fine. Tooted up my butt and walked the other way. Me and my mom, we saw each other in Walmart. She'll tell you I looked her dead in her eyes, looked and kept going. In this life, you only got you to live for. I can't live for my mom, my father, and nor would I That's expect right. my son to live for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my mom, there she there she go. That's better. It, it I had the mic on, I had it turned up and everything. It's just when it went through that little interruption there, it came back where I couldn't hear anyone, so I just started it over. Well, did you do it? Now I can hear. But did you hear me earlier when I when I thank you for your lasagna? Yes, I heard that. Okay, great. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same same question we had for the other two young ladies. How, what age was your child when that you first discovered or found out that they were a part of the LGBT community? How did the conversation go, and how did you feel? 
Well, it didn't come to me directly. Um, it kind of like just came up in a situation and I noticed it. And I didn't really say much to her about it except, you know, what I know that the Bible says about it. And I say, I'm going to sit back and watch the show. And um, for a while that we weren't really on speaking terms and then we was on speaking terms but I would not stay in her house and I just showed her that the outcome of that is not going to be good because most females think they look better than you most females think uh, the dominant one think they're stronger than you but not in her case on that one Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can't see um her letting anybody tell her what to do when it's a man. So I know going well a woman couldn't do it. I just didn't see it um being her. I figured it was gonna be a phase. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, if any of them come to me with that. I'm going to tell them what the Bible says, and my main saying is, I'm going to sit back and watch the show. That's it. I like that. I like that. I was going to say, my biggest conversation was with Legacy the Great. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so so let me ask you this. So with you sitting back and watching the show, and you said at some point there was, a, there was silence, there was no communication between the two of you. Now, during that, during that, during that silent treatment or during that silent time where there was no communication, did did you feel some kind of way like, like you missed your daughter, you missed your child? Well, see, the um, time that we was speaking had nothing to do with that. It's just a lot of her lifestyle was foul in my eyes, mm-hmm. and I never let anyone um, I, everyone would feel comfortable knowing well, feel, let, me, let me rephrase that so it sound right when you're not doing something right you'll know it I'm not going to put on a fake move and act like I, I'm okay with what you're doing if I'm not when my children got grown, I'm not the type to just go to their house, hang out, sit around. They would have to come and invite me to um, their house. And then sometime I didn't come then because I knew that a lot of their lifestyle would not be mine. Their company would use, may use profanity even if they stopped them. Or their company may come in smelling like cigarettes. Let me uh, let me interrupt like that. that. And my this, this sort of hers wasn't that person. Won't help me because I that. will break that's your face. You disrespect it. my mother. Yeah, they, they all would, but I just don't like being put in that situation. You know, because I whoop other people's kids. I don't care how old they are. All right, I whoop them too. So, I whoop them too. I whoop them too. Tiss said, said, shout out to Wee Wee. Tiss said, shout out to Wee Wee, whoever Wee Wee is. That's Jasmine. That's Jasmine's nickname. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Shout out to Wee Wee. 
So you spank other people's yeah, children. So, that, yeah, yeah. How, how comfortable are they going to feel without me? And then for a long period of time, I've been the mother, the father, the best friend, the mm -hmm. one that got your back no matter what. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you just walk into a situation with your eyes closed. Open your eyes, learn your lesson, and straighten it up. When you're ready to straighten it up, I'm there to help you with the come up. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Now that's my mama. <laughs> so how's the relationship with your child now? Oh, it's, it's much better. Much, much, much better. We talk every day, All day, several times a day. And, you know, it's a lot better, a lot better. You okay. know, sometimes she, she, she left wing, but that's okay. Miss Melody. Miss <laughs> Melody. Miss Melody. Would you say, would you say that your relationship is better now? That she's married to a man, or and not in a relationship with a one other woman, or would you say y'all relationship is just better because both of y'all have grown from prior mistakes that y'all have made in y'all past? Well, our relationship um, got better before she got married, but um, when she left this situation alone. She said it wasn't for her, and um, you know I I live I live for that. So <laughs> yeah, but she married somebody that can tolerate her strong yeah. will. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an understatement yeah. right there, Miss Man. <laughs> she is definitely. Hey, I told you, no whole bars. I have a question uh, for all of the ladies, and if you've already answered it, it's okay. Um, how did the fathers react? I know you said something, Miss Simmons, about the fathers, but for everybody else, how did how did your children's fathers react? It didn't matter on either side. My stepdad, dad, god daddy, none of them cared. My my because I'm, I'm a girl. I'm a girl. Girls get away what? with more yeah. stuff than what the boys can. That that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. It's because all of us said that our daughters, our daughters, if one of us would have said our sons, it definitely would have been a different reaction. Because I've had this conversation with my husband and my son's uncle about whether or not if he decided to come to us and say, you know, they have already said he would be, uh, you know, he would be exiled from the family. He would be put out. He can't come around. Don't talk to What? <laughs> he would be excommunicated off the island. Adrian, what were you saying? Uh, I think Tama started talking while you were talking. Y'all playing yeah. or something. I know. I apologize for that, Tayama. I was saying that my ex-husband, he didn't have a problem with it. He didn't. Ex he, he, from, from what I know, because him and I don't talk like that, but from what I know in the conversations we've had, he doesn't. Oh, Jazz is answering that. 
Jazz said, laugh out loud. My dad loved it. When he found out I like women, he was so happy he was speechless. Okay, so there you go. I can tell you her brothers felt the same way because her brothers were like, well, not so much. You know, Devin, Devin is just like, Devin is happy-go-lucky. He just down for whatever. But Darius, that oldest boy, he was like, good. I'm glad she liked me because I ain't having no boys come around here. And then one time she had a guy that was a friend of hers that she went to the movies with. And he was really upset. Ma, I thought you said Jasmine like girl. I was like, well, she doesn't. Well, what's she doing going to the movies with this boy? So, you know, they all seem to be okay with it. So they were, they were, more, they probably was more happy with her liking girls because then she's bringing more girls around the house for them. So Tony, how did your parents feel? Um, well, my father had already passed away, so it, it, he wasn't a, an issue. Um, but my mom, um, she didn't have a pro an issue with it. She loved me the same because um, I had a brother that was eight years older than me that was gay, that was actually a transgender. So um, her having to go through it, that that, that was. I'm not gonna say the norm for her, but she knew how, she knew how to go through it. So when it so when it, so when I came into the life, he being a transgender and me being, well, I was the, the masculine dude, the one that you know had the beard, still you know um, played sports, still you know went to college, still was you know visually normal. So um, I was more accepting or more easier to deal with. Um, but she liked us both the same. She didn't treat him or myself or her or myself any different. Um, she loved us both equally. Actually, my mom was my best friend. Remember last month when we started the Mother's Day stories? Um, yeah, that, that was my ace boom boom, my ride or die. I used to have a lot of conversations with like, um, like young women that are gay that used to talk to me and they had problems with their mothers accepting them for being gay. They used to always tell me, no matter what, just listen to her, be there for, you know, try not to judge her because their relationships with their mothers are strained as a result of the mothers doing things like, like Jasmine didn't have to do some of the extremes that some of the, some of the gay women I know had to go through. Like she didn't have to go wear girl clothes out the house and then go change down the street. She didn't have to, um, she didn't have to hide who she was because I accepted her. Whereas a lot of the other gay women that I spoke to, they used to have problems because their moms used to make them dress up. They would get boyfriends and stuff just to bring around so that the mother would be okay with them you know, thinking that they were with boys and things like that, doing things like the extreme, like changing clothes, all of that, you know, going out the house in dresses and then getting to school and changing clothes and then changing back. And, you know, Jack didn't have to go through any of that. Mm -hmm. And I used to listen to a lot of people. And then I also, from some of the mothers that had gay daughters, I knew what I, because I kind of knew, but it just, like I said, it kind of happened. We didn't really talk about it, but from the, the mothers, that had gay daughters that didn't accept it. I knew how I couldn't fathom the thought of not having a relationship with my daughter because of what her sexual is. And I knew that I didn't want to lose that relationship with her. It's too much other stuff that interferes. 
Right. It's a lot of other things that my children do that piss me off way worse than my daughter being gay. You know, I knew that I didn't want to have a strange, I didn't want her sexuality to be a reason for our relationship to be strained. Um, Tish says, thank you, Mom, for your honesty. We don't have to agree, but we should be able to coexist. Should the child empathize with the parent's point of view? Is it better to not have Mom co-mingle with friends? Hmm, that's a good question, Tish. That's a good question. And for me, I can't answer that because, like I said, I'm I'm accepting all the way around. King, hey, hey Kelly. That's King Kelly, y'all. Well, me personally, I canceled our friends all together and replaced them with just my mom. If you weren't one of my day ones, which will be Dre in fourth grade, Herman, twenty what, twenty years. I don't have friends. My mama tell you, nobody comes in and out my house. So I feel half of the stuff me and my mom had to go through if we ever thought we was going to be here. Because, honey, I was some, I, I was a force to be reckoned with as a little girl. And understatement. That, that smile is real cute. But so behind that smile, you're vicious. You're forced to be reckoned with now. No, I'm talking about in that period. Like, literally, my mom had to change her life. She gave herself to God. At that time, I was, when she said I was doing stuff that wasn't in her, I was a full-time drug dealer. My hands was in some of everything. So, mm -hmm. so basically, I feel we had to go through that. You know, one thing I can say, I raised four girls, and there's some. Um, one son, and then one um, son I pulled in, <laughs> but um, I've always had to give that tough love and put my foot down because girls sometimes think they have more treats up their sleeves than you ever saw, but then mm -hmm. I had to let them know I'm just as crazy as you are, crazier, <laughs> but as I got to you know, experience life and learn a lot. You know, I teach my kids that, and I say kids, because, but they're all grown now, that if you have a preference for the same sex, it's not your preference. It's something you chose because the ones that don't have a, 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 a yearning for the opposite sex should have a yearning for doing God's work because that's what he designed you for and you're robbing God of the precious gift he gave you to preach and that way you'll have more time when you're married you have to give time to that person as well but otherwise, God look at you as a, a, a vessel that he can use in the ministry and one that has empathy and feelings towards people. Most gay men and women that I do meet do have a, a heart. Some of them are very nice, you know. And they care about people's feelings. 
And that's a, a gift that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. But if they put their life in God's hand, they'll find out that they will be used by God in a large way. And they will find happiness that they never dreamed of. I have a question for and all of you. I have a question for all three of the mothers. Um, look, looking back on the situation, looking back on the years, do you ever look at yourself and say, you feel that maybe that's something you did wrong or where did I go wrong? Or did, did no. I- nope. no. Nothing. No. I never thought about where did I go wrong because you raise your children and you teach you you raise them and they mm-hmm. want to have that that you don't want once they get grown and then they make a decision and then they either find out that decision is right or they find out it's wrong. But I tell them all that you don't have to be a doormat. Get up. Don't let nobody walk over you like a doormat mm-hmm. and it, it happens more so than it doesn't in all relationships I don't care if it's um, women and women, men and men or woman and man you know how <clears throat> you going to see eye to eye if you got somebody keep kicking dirt in your face mm-hmm. And truthfully, um, when you're not doing it the right way, that's what happens. Um, Nadine said, Tayama's story sounds similar to hers. It is almost. Miss <laughs> um, Beverly said uh, she can't connect. Sorry she can't connect, but she's loving the comments. And she's sorry for being late. I think that's the only one that I can remember as far as the comments that we made. Okay, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a moment. Let's, let's let's break for a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Just in time accessories definitely have the bling and everything in between. Tiama Copeland is your independent paparazzi agent. Join her live online Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join her on Facebook at Tiama Sweetness Copeland or her fan page, Just In Time Accessories, or you can find her on YouTube at Tiama Harris. That once again is Just In Time Accessories. Everything is only $5, nickel and lead free jewelry. Tiama Copeland, independent paparazzi agent. Just In Time Accessories definitely have the bling and everything in between. Check her out. Make sure you go over to Goalie.com and get your Goalie gummies today. They have three selections, three choices to choose from. They have the apple cider vinegar, the Ganda, and new, they now have the super fruit. In addition to going over to GoalieGummies.com, make sure you use the ATL as your discount code and receive a huge discount. It supports the channel and the podcast. In addition to all of that, 
the gummies. They are a source of antioxidant. They have vitamins B9, B12, promotes general good health, helps improve your daily health, contains pectin, a source of dietary fiber, uses pectin as a natural prebiotic to support the healthy gut and immune system, includes the mother, a healthy strain of bacteria, antioxidants, and enzymes. Mask the unpleasant taste of the apple cider vinegar. It's simple. It's delicious. It's goalie. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Again, I just want to reiterate that if you guys go over and purchase merchandise from the link in the description below, when you purchase merchandise for the ATL show or whether it's from the Anthony Brown show, it definitely supports the channel and it costs to do what we do over here. So we would definitely appreciate it. And the same token, if you go over and purchase your goalie gummies, right now, I think they're doing 15% off if you use the discount code, the ATL. So if you go to goalie.com and um, purchase goat. Goldie gummies, they have the three different flavors. But if you do, use the ATL one word and you get um, your discount. Um, Miss Savage. Yes, sir. So tell them about it. So, okay, the ATL show is going to be doing the Dear ATL letters. We're going to be um, reading different emails that you guys send us and giving you advice. Um, the, the letters will be anonymous. Your name will never be shared. You're going to go ahead and email us at the Anthony Brown Show at gmail.com. And once we receive our first letter, we'll go ahead and start this particular segment. Okay? Relationship advice, marital advice, advice with your kids, job, whatever you need. Spiritual advice, maybe spiritual, I don't know. But everything else, yes. The, the Anthony Brown Show at gmail.com. That's it. Write your letters in. Dear ATL. Your letters oh. will be your letters will be read. You're in not saying ATL hold to the to the people. <laughs> and don't forget your letters will be anonymous. The unless, emails will be anonymous. Huh? Unless you want us to read your name. Unless you want us to tell your name. If you don't, that's fine. If you got a friend that wanna write in, have your friend write in or whatever you want to do, but we're going to start that as soon as we receive our first email. Okay. Thank you. Tish says, are the parents' fear related to the often reckless lifestyle associated with the LGBTQ community? Does it matter if your child doesn't look gay? Can you answer that? Again, for me, it's, it's just like my situation is so different until none of those things really apply to me. None of them. They, I, I would, you know, I just none of them really apply to me because that's I mean, my baby. That's my I dog. Have, so I have a question about the question. Um, what do you mean when you say often reckless lifestyles? Associated with LGBT because I didn't know there was a reckless lifestyle associated with that. Well, I don't know where you've been. You know what I mean. 
a lot of times it is a lot of recklessness with it because from and this is from people I know that are gay that have been reckless and that's not stereotypical. It's just from the personal situations that I know of. Oftentimes when they feel like nobody's accepting of them and what they're doing, they go out and they become reckless. You know what I mean? And that could be for heterosexual. But you know, with anything uh, yeah, I was gonna say when you say that Huh? Expunge upon the word reckless. What do you mean by right, that? Because reg I know there's a, a, a certain type of reckless. I'm trying to figure out what type of reckless she specifically referring to. When I hear reckless, I'm thinking whoring around. But that's in the heterosexual as well as the LGBT. True. Holy, holy, holy. True. It is you true. the biggest hole always hollered by ATL holes. Holy, 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 nothing. I don't know what you're talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to leave that alone because I can't speak intelligently on it because it's not me and I don't stereotype anybody. I'm just saying from the different questions, different things that were, well, she is saying the stereotypes from, but you're right because it could be heterosexual too, but that's just like the, the best synopsis I can give is, and this is, and this is unrelated, but to give you an idea of what I mean about when I say stereotype, People are loud and, and, and like, for instance, we all African-American in here right now. If we have a group or a gathering and people are loud and there's loud music and things like that, the police are called. Who gets any louder and rowdier and crazier and drunker than white people make and make a bunch of noise? Nobody says anything about them. So I think what she means by the recklessness of it is because, and it does happen in heterosexual, but because it's so much a stigmatism on the gay community, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of loose gay guys, a lot of loose gay women sleeping around, going out tricking and things mm. like that. Allegedly. I'm just trying to make a point on what I think. Mm -hmm. Get on. Hey sis, hey sis, speaking about uh, black people and how we lie when we get together, I wish I had a copy of that video that you sent me with that lady who got, uh, uh, they, they wrote her ticket for talking on the cell phone too loud. Exactly. Did y'all see that video? Huh? Did y'all see that video? I never Man, saw it. Man, they wrote this lady ticket because she was talking too loud on her cell phone. Nadine said you need to drop off. Everyone have a fantastic evening. Love you, Adrian. Thanks for coming, Miss Nadine. Thank you for yeah, coming. Thank by you. Today. Hit that subscribe button. I do. I feel like heterosexuals are way, way more reckless and way more out there and what? have way more sexual partners. What? But she said <laughs> I mean I know somebody that's tomfoolery. <laughs> Well, yeah. let me just let me tell y'all what Jasmine just said to me about what she thinks that my cousin may mean about like the reckless. She said that she feels that a lot of parents may be afraid and maybe reckless wasn't the word, but maybe a lot of parents are afraid of their children being gay because of the way gay people are treated by other people that are outside of the LGBTQ community. I That's saying that. That to me, so I wouldn't call that reckless. I would say that maybe because of the attack, because I have had that worry. I have had that worry. I also I used to have a worry at one time when Jasmine was in high school. A lot of the guys in the football team and stuff like that have you know were like real close with her, and I used to have a fear that because I have heard men say this, I have heard it. They go sleep with them until they 
get them back straight. And I'm being loose, light with my words because mama's in here and I don't want to disrespect her in any kind of way. But I think I'll get my point. So right. I used to have that fear that or either a fear of people attacking her because at one time, too, there were guys on that football team that used to want to fight my daughter because she because got a nice looking daughter. And in these days and call it a fad or whatever you may, whatever it may be. Every time she goes somewhere, women are always looking at her, always trying to, you know, come on to her. And that was a big thing in high school because Jasmine was always on the varsity team or whatever sport she played on. And a lot of the guys used to be intimidated because all the women used to go to her versus coming to them. So for me, I did used to have I, I had a fear that, you know, she's gonna hurt my child because she is gay or, you know what I mean? Or either those ignorant ones that I have heard say she gets some of this D, she'll be straight. You know what I mean? So I, those are kinds of fears that I did have at one point in time. I've had females tell me that too. If they, if they give me some, some of that P, they're going to turn me around. Right. I think you're going to turn me around before I get it because I don't want it. <laughs> 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 but I have I have a question for for all the all the ladies on the on the panel. Um, let me think how I'm gonna word this question. Well, go ahead. I, I gotta figure out exactly how I want to say it. I don't know. Um, my daughter's still young, young, young. So right. I don't really. I don't really have those problems. Yes, I am one of those parents. I want I want to meet all your friends. Bring them over here. I want to see them. I want to read them. I want to be around them. Um, I do run into that problem. My husband does not like it. I want my house. You can't go over to Sarah house. Sarah can come over here. I was like, right. I was um, like that. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical of my children going else places. Um, I don't my children aren't around men if it's not legacy the great or they daddy they don't need to be there um legacy why are you so quiet Simmons, i have a question for you yes maybe you mentioned this and i'm trying to work this with precaution does your daughter dress um feminine or masculine she's, she's a, a okay she's a girly girl down to the to the core but the funny part is she likes girly girls she she likes she wants them to dress the same way as her. She wants both of them, they want to get their nails done together. They're right. they're doing girly girl things. She's never been one to dress. Now, she'll put on a pair of basketball shorts and go shoot basketball with my husband, but she is very prissy and sedity. Mm. I, I have a question. What advice would you three mothers give to other parents out there, mothers and fathers, that's going through a similar situation where their, their child has just told them, hey, I'm this way or that way, and the parent has ostracized them, ostracized them, and don't, don't want to, I know I messed up the word, but don't want to don't, don't deal with them, have isolated them, probably even put them out of the house, <sighs> what advice would you as a parent that have gone through this situation with the LGBT child, what advice would you give to a, a parent of today? Um, 
most um i'm not going hold on let me reword that i'm not gonna say most because i was raised up in a christian household my mother is in the church my father is a pastor but it's more so they do it because of the way and what their beliefs are is the reason why they do it i would turn to them and tell them well what if god turned his back on you Right. Oh, 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 I can't. 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 If That's you crazy. Speak about sin, there is no big sin or no small sin. Oh, so no God. Sin. Oh, whether God. I curse, whether I sleep with a woman, whether oh, I God. With a man and, I, and, 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 I, and I'm an adulterer, if I tell a lie, if I steal, God don't stand there at the pearly gates and say, okay, let me oh, go. You go to hell because you slept with a woman. You go going to heaven because you. You almost brought me in, but I'm not gonna let you bring me in today. I love you, bro. But I feel I like love you too, but I'm not gonna let you, you and Miss Adrian bring me in on this foolishness. Because that that right there, what you said, and that and that and that conjunction <laughs> that Miss Adrian just agreed to is plump foolery. It ain't foolery. Even it though you might not accept it and you might not like it, I feel like parents should open their minds and their heart to that child. You have loved that child for how many years? Up and until you found but child. listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sis, listen to him. I'm gonna say this, and I have been quiet. This is probably the only show in history we don't had that I don't been quiet ninety percent of the time. Lick your tongue out. I know it's bleeding because you don't been biting. It is. Before. It is. Yeah. But I'm gonna say this. I do understand accepting someone's truth, but we also have to understand. Cast the first stone. Just say, let he who is without sin cast the but, first stone. But I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that, what she just said. I'm going to say this. People have already been set in their lives and how they believe of how they've been taught. Just because a, someone wants, let's say it's my child, just because my child wants me to accept what he or she believes that they want to endeavor in has nothing to do with me. It doesn't. I, hold on. I don't have to accept a motherfucking thing. Because guess what? I am my own person. And if I say, look, if that's how you want to live your life, live it but you can't live it like that around me, then you got some choices to make. Now, listen, if my child is in my house and this is how my child wants me to accept him or her, then if I'm telling you, listen, that's what you want to do, but I don't have to accept it inside of my house. Now, to those that can, to those that can deal with it, then kudos. But we also have to respect that other people have beliefs too. And that they don't want to accept what they've been taught all their life is to be wrong. I'm not saying nobody's way of life is wrong. What I am saying is, since I don't know the truth, and I don't know 
if this wrong all the way in God's eyesight or right or however he going to accept it. For me, if you are my child, I am just going to ask you to live your lifestyle the way that inside of my house structure, the way that I want it to be lived. And when you turn 18 and get the hell out, that's how you can live it. But you so can't do it around me. Okay, so I got to ask. So just knowing that your child is gay, she can't stay here, she can't stay in your house. Listen, that's not, no, no, that's not what I said, Ms. Adrian. What I said I'm was, I'm asking. I'm that's that's, that's why I'm going to clear it up. If that's my child's lifestyle and that's what my child wants to do, as long as none of those activities come inside of my house and I don't have to partake on none of that inside of my my area, then do what you got to do. What activities are we speaking of? What activities are we speaking of? I, mean, uh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't personally, hold on. Genders would not be allowed. Like if it's We ain't doing none of that. We ain't doing bringing, none of that. You're not bringing your boyfriend to my house. We're not doing none of that. That's that's exactly what he's stating. And that's why I said earlier that my we had this discussion and my husband and my brother discussed that they 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 would be ostracized. They would no longer be listen, if you can come around and you can conduct yourself accordingly, then you can come on, but you're not Period. going to bring that around. This is why I said that earlier because I did have this conversation. Because I wanted to know where my husband and my brother stood on the situation because it prepares you mentally and emotionally. And like I explained to both of them, I would never cut my son off. But for them, it would be cut off. You, you, you not come around here. You not come around here looking like that. You not come around here dressed like that. You not coming around here acting like that. You not come around here with somebody that. According well, to this is what I'm going to say. That since ain't nothing you said is a lie. That was the exact statement. But I'm going to tell you this. I love, and everybody on this panel can tell you that know me, I love my kids. I do. But but me, I ain't talking about legacy. I'm going to tell you about Antonio Williams. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm going to tell you about him. Deep. This real deep. <laughs> I can live without anybody. I'm built that way. So whether they came in this world from out of me and I fed them all their life, if this is how this ends, that's how it ends. So because I can because I can live without anybody. I just gotta ask you a question to elaborate. So mm. is it only a thing where if they if they're gay, they can't bring the same sex in. So suppose that same sex is just their friend and it's nothing going on with them. That's not it's not even that for me, Miss Adrian. What I'm telling you is I don't you keep I talking. Don't have let, me finish. let me finish because you're not letting me ask the question. Because I guess where I'm confused is what exactly do you think gay people do in the house? I don't that's not my that's not my issue, Miss Adrian. Right? We're talking about my child. We're, right. we're, that's not an issue about what I think. You, you're not, you maybe you're not understanding my question. That's what I, you just said. No, I'm asking you because you obviously don't understand because you're not answering it accordingly. And you're telling me that just the mere fact of knowing that person is gay. No, that's not I, it. 
Okay, so you're saying you don't want any of my daughter, for instance. If it were your daughter, you know your daughter's gay. Are you saying that you don't want her to bring any of her gay friends in your house? Is that what, what you mean? I, this is what I'm saying. Yes or no? If that is your, no, I, I, I don't have to answer it like that, Ms. Adrian. That's not my choice of answering it the way you want me to answer it. But I will give no, you I my answer. I will give you my answer. I will give you my answer to that. But it's not a yes or no answer. What I would tell you is inside of my house, because of how I believe it can the, the, the aura of me, how you say you let your daughter participate and did all that other type of stuff, dressed how you I'm not with all that. So I have a sister who is not gay. But she dresses just like my daughter. So my daughter is going thing, to dress like a girl. Period. Period. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer uh, that for so him. That's what I was trying to get to. Yes, I will I answer that for question. him so you so can understand. Words, if my daughter is gay, if your daughter is gay, she it has to matter. dress like a girl. It doesn't matter if she's gay. It's no matter if she's he gay or straight, she's going to dress like a girl. A female is going to dress accordingly. They are going to period. My youngest daughter is seven years old, and her father, his brother, has taught her that girls only wear dresses and skirts. It could be below zero out the door in the winter time. She is not on a pair of long pants to go to school because, mommy, girls wear dresses or skirts because my daddy said girls only wear dresses or skirts they believe now nah, hold on hold on my sis niece and I, my daughter I think we over their bathing suits because they awful and they daddy say they need to cover it up they're gonna cover it up <laughs> but i'm gonna say this i don't have a problem my brother is a little bit more than i am but i'm okay with my with my daughter a little bit more what than you are a little bit more but uh, we'll use that word but <laughs> I don't have a problem with my daughter wearing jeans you know what I'm saying but I do think that you know what I'm saying I love I think people need to if you're not going to do what you want to do in my house that's what I'm saying period yeah, has nothing to do has nothing to do with gender has nothing to do with sex it has that inside of these walls where bills are paid for by me you're not going to do what you want to do if you decide that that ain't where you want to live at, it's always swings two doors. The front oh, door and the back that's, door. That's why I Period. left mommy's house at 17 and a quarter. Because I didn't yes, like what I'm, she wanted me to do. So I left. So I, that's I left. Right. And that's fair. And that's fair. That. That's fair, Ms. Adrian, because guess what? Everybody has rules and regulations inside of their domain. And when you get to a point, I left home at 16. Because I couldn't, I, I didn't want to live up under the rules and tyranny that my mama wanted, but wanted me to live by. But what I can tell you is this, in those years, in those years of me not being up under my mom from 16 and my dad from 16, I, I, so many times I wished that I just would have stayed 16 and went on ahead and, and got them extra whatever many more years that I could have lived up under my mother's uh, protection and guidance. Because outside of that world out there is hell. It's a whole jungle out there. Oh, I know. And, and, it, and it would devour you. 
Beverly said, my brother bashed my son until it came into his house. He got in his feelings, and the one thing I told him was to love his daughter and not to turn his back on her. Wow. I've never, I've never bashed anybody. I just know what I'm going to accept inside of my house and what I'm not. And everybody has their own right and preference That's to what, what it is. It's just that I hope that if I hope that it never comes to it, it never gets to a point like that because then now you're you're deciding because that's a tough one to be able. I just can't as a mother. I can't. That's what that's me. I don't. But I mean, I don't. I miss Adrian. I look I, for you mothers. I look for you mothers to be more. You know, y'all are more I was of a gonna say the same thing. A nurturing y'all. That's what y'all do. It's a mother, a mother's love and a father's love are two totally different domains. What a yeah, mother but, might but, accept, a father might not accept. Yeah, but my my daughter's father did accept it. So I'm just saying, I'm just glad she, we who we she's are. Very lucky because exactly. I can say nine times out of ten, it's harder it's for really a father lucky. to accept a son than it is for a daughter but there are fathers out there I'm, I'm coming legacy there are fathers out there that are not going to accept their daughters as well and i'm not saying i can tell you legacy the great loves his children through and through his nieces and nephews i know he loves them will take a bullet for them yes jail or hell by them but there are just certain things that him and his brother are nothing just wrong with that. Not nothing wrong with that. I'm but just they so will love their children. They they them. just gonna love them from afar. You you over yeah. there? I still love you because you mine. But I love you from over there. And and, and like Miss Angel say, you know, um, and and, and and now that Tiama Mama has said what she said about sit back and watch the show. I love that statement, Miss Beverly. I really do love that statement because in the, in the, in what what young women do not, and when we're talking about this, because each one of these are about women that's on the podcast who have young women. A lot of those, and then I think um Miss Adrian, I think you said that your daughter said that she didn't want to be with a man because maybe he she saw you know abuse in the household. But there, are, there is just as much domestic abuse from female to female as it is male to female right Absolutely. now in relationship. That's the first thing I, that's the first thing I said to her. Yes, ma'am. So what, what the misconception of it is, a lot of people don't, let's say, let's say this um, same-sex um, universe, don't realize they get attached to um, what they like because of beauty, the same way that heterosexuals do, and they feel like that a woman can love a man can't love them the same way as a woman loved them because they've seen so much hurt prior to them getting into a real relationship. I'm not saying that they can't find love because love comes in all shapes, sizes, and fashions. But all I'm saying is, don't put, don't um. When I hear women say that, oh, I chose a a woman because a man destroyed me. Nobody can destroy your mentality. That's something that you choose to give up. I was in a prison cell in the hole for over a year. And because God made me who I am to be able to be strong the way that I am, that didn't break me. 
That didn't break me. People are Did you mentally say no weak. one can destroy your mentality? That's what you said. I control that. I really, you control your own mentality. Everybody not as strong as you. Have Maybe you the person was in a vulnerable position. I just you said that. I just said that. You I never just said that at the, at the end of that statement. Maybe it's my fault when I find that. Yeah, because you were trying to come in and talk when I was saying everybody is not don't have the same mental strength. I know you ain't talking about somebody trying to come in and talk. That's what I said. Sometimes Mr. Uh, diary of the mouth. Girls because of how they look. Only after you wiped it. You so wish I wiped what, you. Say what happened? Legacy. Legacy. The question is. So let's say your child at 15 or 25 came out to you and said, I'm this way. As a, let's say as a boy, he's still masculine, he's still hard. Visually, he's still a boy, but he likes boys. And he's that new, that new age boy where they like masculine boys, like masculine boys. So they look like homies. Mm -hmm. And this could have been one of the homies that have been coming around for the last four years. And they were looking for the last four years. But because you thought that was his homie, <clears throat> it was no issue. He didn't even spend the night right. at your house and everything. Mm -hmm. but, but four years later, he now tells you that he's gay. My homie is my lover. Mm -hmm. I, now, let me, I mean, I'm a, how would I feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, it if it happened in my house, I'm probably going to try my best to knock him out. I knew it was coming. Because you know you at that time you, you at that time you have totally disrespected me. Period. You have done this up under my roof when you know that I don't go for that. So at that time when you decide to tell me that, be prepared to do what you got to do. Uh, Shonda said, "Everybody, uh, she has to drop off as well. Have a good evening. Uh, love you, Adrian." Good night. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> but Tony, there's a difference for me. If 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 my son is 15 and he told me, and I tell him, me and him sit down and I say, okay, this is your life. But what I'm asking you, I'm not gonna. I can't prevent you from doing stuff outside of my house. But what you're not going to be doing is doing it inside of my house. Respect my then house. Just respect my area. Respect my area. Well, let's say my son funny. say, well, let's say my son say, well, daddy, you and um, Mr. Tony best friends. Guess what? Mr. Tony don't disrespect my area. It's not what he do. It's not his lifestyle that bothers me. It's the actions of what you're trying to say that I need to allow you to be inside of my house. Mr. Tony don't live with me. So, so if I, so if I, so if, um, so if my dude come here and we get married, are you gonna come to the wedding? Yes, I will. Didn't expect that one, but okay. He caught me off guard. Tony is not Tony. Tony is not my child. Tony is my friend. He's my brother. I will support him in his life because it does not have anything to do with me per se. 
but my own my, my own child coming to me telling me this because the question I think Tony I think Savage asked Miss Adrian and um Miss Beverly uh, and to who and, and you Anthony was do you think that it was something that you did or something was wrong with you that caused you to or make have you feeling sometimes that would that would be my that would be my thing because no, something I didn't you asked it, Tony. Okay, but that would be my thing. That would be because it's hard for me, especially if it's my boys. You know what I'm saying? Especially for you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm wondering if something wrong with my genes, my DNA. It's I maybe I, it was something I did wrong for my son to. It's a little bit different from my daughter. I'm I'm not okay with it at all. Period. No matter how it comes, but. What I'm telling you is I may be able to deal with it and accept it a little bit differently uh, if it came from my daughter than my boy. That's just me. I felt like I couldn't be hypocritical. But like I say, to each his own, I mean... So is that what you call a legacy a hypocrite? Huh? Is that what you call a legacy a hypocrite? No, 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 no. Bump you, Tony. <laughs> accepting of my daughter, I could not be a hypocrite because her mama like girls. So. Oh God! <laughs> and that's another show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but me, I don't have a. I mean, people gonna live their life, and I mean, I'm gonna be here for however long God gonna have me here, and then I'm gonna expire. Then guess what? My kids, hopefully, they live longer than me and and and, and learn from their mistakes and learn from their experience and and hope that my grandkids, if I live to see them, um, can can pick up on some things that maybe it is that I missed. I can honestly say that I've never, you know, growing up in this, in South Georgia. Let me just say that growing up in South Georgia, you know, it's it's, it's country, so that 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 type of lifestyle was um really bashed upon. You understand what I'm saying? Um so it's a it's a little bit more uh disdain um growing up in, in South Georgia where you know that not only would they not only would they you know mock you go ahead Savage read that baby before you Jazz says uh, parents don't realize that their opinion on their child's sexuality Creates unnecessary self-esteem issues on top of the cold world outside. It's a major reason behind suicide in the community. I have nothing to do with that, Miss Jasmine. If my child decides that he or she wants to kill themselves because their dad does not accept that, then that's gonna be on them. They got they got to deal with God and on that. Well, they don't. They probably day. don't see it as their dad not accepting they don't have to wonder about it because their father is going to tell them so it's not possible for you to not accept the homosexuality but accept your child because well, you don't have to agree what, what they're doing going, it's not going to be in my house he said he never said he don't accept his, he never said he didn't accept the child. He, he don't accept his child. He just don't accept what they're doing in his home. Down in his face. I love my child. You can be who you want to be at 15 or 16 or 17 or 18, 25, but it, as long as you don't have it in my space, I don't have to deal with it. I don't I have to be a part of it. 
I, so my question to you is, now you're saying, well, all of that being said, you're saying to me that, that if your child killed themselves because of your child feeling that because what most children don't see is they're not seeing it as you not accepting the homosexuality, they're seeing it as you not accepting them. Them so is God forbid that your child kills themselves because your child felt not that you didn't agree with the homosexuality, but you had a problem with the child themselves. If your child kills themselves, you say to me, that's on your child. Ms. A, I'm going to still be able to live life. What you're saying? Yes, I can live on. He's wow. Saying, he's saying that he will have that conversation I, with a child. I get what he's saying, saying Mama. We get I, it. Then, I understand exactly what he said. I just wanted to make sure I was understanding what he's saying because what he's saying is a really that's a big thing there. That's a that's that's huge. That's a whole different level that I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on. But okay, okay. good thing we talking hypothetically because I don't think that if that really came to pass that you would feel that way. You could live without Adrian, Miss Adrian. You that's the that's the thing, sweetie. You you know how you know how. You know how I've I've heard Tony say you make good food. I've heard Savage say you make good food. So I can go off of what they say about what you do in the kitchen. Understand that there are plenty of people that can tell you that I mean everything that I say. Everything. Yeah, but then again, but you're speaking on a hypothetical situation too. So I don't I'm just telling you that I've that in life that the life that I've endured that I am built no matter. God forbid that anything happened to my daughter. She is the light of my life, other than God. Right. She makes me. She makes me whole. And that wholeness taking her oh. life because of how you if, felt about. But her. but if she decided <laughs> that that she wanted, if she decided that she wanted to end her life because her father said you cannot participate in certain activities up under my roof. And that's what she decided to do. She the one got to deal with God on that, not me, because I didn't kill myself. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm. Good thing we're speaking hypothetically. I'm, and I hope it never but comes that's, But again, is it, that's still your opinion. Just because you it may not believe opinion. that. Just, just like because you, you may not. And I'm the reality saying, is, you can say what you want to if you ain't in a situation. Shit might change all time. It's still on here. Things Man. might change um, if you're in a situation. You can say what you want to. And that's what you're doing, saying what you want to, which means nothing. Okay, okay, okay. We're My opinion about. means something just like yours does. No, I didn't say your opinion didn't mean anything. Let's agree to disagree. That's, that's what we're doing. I'm leaving it alone. I just said I'm going to speak in my Before Ms. Melanie had lost her connection, I had asked the question, what advice would she give to a today's parents that's going through the same situation where they have a child that has recently told them that they're they're you know hey mom mom lgbt what advice would you give to a, a parent of today well definitely i would tell them to keep calm number one don't overreact listen to the child as far as what they're saying in turn, they can listen to you. I agree with um, Legacy on the point that it can't be done in my house, meaning the practice 
right. can't be done in my house. Um, I've had situations where my daughter's friends used to dress real hoochie. And I say, I don't want her sitting on my furniture. <laughs> Apparently, they got a lot of toilet paper in their house because her shorts wiping her butt so she don't need any. So therefore, it's not sitting on my couch. So it doesn't matter if it's a, a um, homosexual thing or just something that's just foul that I don't agree with because if they bring one of their friends to my house, I can give a witness. You know, I can actually tell them I do have experience with knowing gay people. I didn't do it, but I live with them being that I have been incarcerated before in prison. And I told those girls, they used to ask me to watch out for them. I say, watch out for what? I'm not watching. I got things to do just like you got things to do. So, so mama was a thug. You got your, you've got your birds and bees mixed up. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I still can show you some thug. Okay. Okay. Give it to I sat in seat number 22 from the ninth grade to the 12th grade. Okay. Because that's the seat I chose. But not being that I was bully, a bully, because I used to stick up for the underdog. But it's just that um, I want what I want. I'm a spoiled brat when I want to be. But no one is going to push what they do in my private spot. This is my peace of mind. And nobody is going to take my peace of mind away from me. Okay? If that's what you want to do, you got your own place. If you don't have your own place, get your own place. <laughs> but it won't be crazy. Okay? Now, you start letting your child do what they feel like doing in your private spot, you won't have a private spot. And they won't know how to have a private spot because you have not taught them to stand their ground. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Well, we're coming to a close. Um, I know we could go on and on and on and take it to another hour, but I don't want to, and we don't need to. Um, I want to bring it to a close. I want to just thank everybody for coming out tonight, for sharing your time and your evening with me, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Miss Melanie. Thank you, Miss Adrian. Thank you, Miss Afeni. And of course, I thank my wonderful um, co-hosts, T Savage, T Sweet, um, Tiama Sweetness, and Legacy the Great. But before we go, since it's Father's Day month, I want everybody that they can tell a story about a father or a father figure in your life. And I'll start it off. The the the, the, the father figure that was in my life that was so memorable. And, and here's a, a story I want to tell real quick was Robert Miller. 
Robert Miller was my, is my uncle, and he was the father figure that that I know and can remember. I remember is he he taught me to believe in myself, to ask, you know to always believe in yourself and believe that anything that you want to do you can do. I mean, when I first had the, the thought of even going to college, and, and in my mindset, I was thinking, this can't happen or, or it's impossible. You know, I don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. Um, he showed up like a, like a genie from nowhere, and he's like, well, with a checkbook, it's like, okay, well, how much do we need? You know, we're going to make it happen. You, you know, you want to go to college? Uh, who do I make this payable to? You know, so that, that, that was so special to me. And it meant the world to me that, that Robert Miller um, Senior just jumped up, jumped up to, 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 the, to the plate and, and and played the father role, you know. And, and I thank him for it. Although he was my uncle, but he, he played the father role, and that's the only real father figure that I know, you know, as a child. So anybody else? Well, anybody want to go before me? Well, I listen. didn't really have no father figures in my life, so I'm just going to have to say the father figure for me was my mother. God rest her soul, because she held it down like the man and the woman. You know what I mean? She brought home the bacon, she cooked it, she cleaned it up, she did it all. You know? <laughs> I didn't have any father. I don't have any real. She taught me how to be independent. She taught yes, me how to depend on anybody. She taught me that no matter what job I do, she told me no matter what it is, if you shovel in poop, then you be, be the best shovel that there is. She told ahead, me how to pay my bills, taught me how to be independent. So, and I didn't, and it's unfortunate, I just didn't have a male figure in my life that taught me anything. My mom was mommy and daddy. She held it down, and she taught me everything that there is to, so I unfortunately, I just don't. But I ain't mad about it because she made me the woman I am today, being the strong woman that she was, and had to play both sides of the fence. For sure. Okay, well, thank you. you I thank God for my brother and my husband listening um to my girls, my niece and my daughter this weekend showed me the wonderful job that the both of them are doing. Um they were on vacation and they had their own room. So, of course, I continuously went in there to check on them and listen to their conversations and to listen to them um, talk about, oh, no, you can't come out of the room until you put a bra on because you know daddy going to get on you. Or you might want to change those shorts because you know I'm going to get on you. So listening to them and conducting themselves as young ladies at such a young age um, because they know how their father or their uncle is going to react by things shows me that they're, they're on the right track of being young ladies and conducting mm -hmm. themselves as such and knowing that they can conduct themselves as such when their father and their uncle is not around that they have instilled in them the fundamentals and their values and their worth as women that they're not going to walk around um you know they 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 protect each other and even putting on even though it's not my choice because i buy cute bathing suits for both of them and i don't feel like they need shorts on even you know when they went to go to the pool they had to have their shorts on so i appreciate both of them for being strong men and 
showing our girls how they're supposed to act and how they're supposed to be treated and y'all keep it up I, I appreciate that I really do I know bro do too um Tia I'm gonna go ahead baby she probably can't hear me Tia uh, Savage go um I don't have a story I just say that I appreciate my dad and the man he is and the stuff he had to tolerate for me and, and, and I'm still breathing. He didn't kill me. So, I, I, I do. I just got a little story. I can remember a time where we was in church and I was singing in the youth choir and he was he was preaching like this 200 some people in the church and he's preaching and I'm talking. Apparently, he said, be quiet on you in the sermon. But I'm talking too much so I can't hear it. So I'm steady talking. Be quiet on you. Still talking. Can't hear him. All of a sudden, I hear dead silence and I hear, shut up! Shut up on you! In front of the whole church. Mortified, embarrassed. You know, even as an adult, it's like whatever. But when you 14 or 13 or 15 and your dad is a pastor, he's Oh you to shut up in front of the whole congregation? You know how much that push your little pride? Right, but he, <laughs> he, was that, he was that nigga. He was that nigga showing out on okay. me. But I appreciate him. I listen, like I told y'all the other week, they told me they should have beat me more. So I'm just thankful <laughs> that I am not sitting in nobody jail cell right now. So okay. Miss yes, Melody, Melody you get, give Melody us one, Miss Melody. Well, every day is Father's Day to me. You know, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. Don't start. Thank you. Somebody, oh, you let please. Thank you. You just made his night. Miss Melody, don't start him. Don't do it. He just got the. I love you. His hat. Well, I got the whole lemon head. Blow on my head right now. You already had that big lemon head before now, so be quiet. <laughs> you know, but I, I had a lot of positive role models in my life. My dad and my mom got a divorce when I was eight years old, and I was the one told her to get the divorce. But what? yeah, he beating on my mama, I was gonna have to kill it. So. You know, and at eight years old, I told him I would kill him. So, uh, I'll tell you, I see where the, the apple don't fly too far from the tree. Uh -uh. So, he <laughs> did leave, and you know, it, it was a better relationship with us. He stood mm -hmm. up for me when his um, wife was wrong, as far as my stepmom was concerned, and things like that. I had. MJ Elliott used to come to my back and call. I had Robert Miller used to come to my back and call. So, yeah, uh, your uncle knew me when I was a little girl. Wow. And he would bring me things and stuff like that. So, you know, I had quite a few. I could go on and on. I guess that's why I'm kind of strong-willed myself. And I didn't allow a man to hit me, ever. You know, so well, that's right. That's that's how it is. You look, you hit me before you can hit me. You gonna get five upside your head quick. 
And I don't think it's going to be with me. So, you know, they taught me. They, They taught me to respect myself first, love myself first, and that's it. So, yeah, I had quite a few role models, so that's just to name a few. Tamma, can you hear? She you might be talking to one of them nurses. These babies are sounding off. Oh, yeah, she, she can't talk. Okay, okay, baby, we heard. I'm gonna tell y'all about. Uh, okay, tell. I'm gonna tell y'all about. Um, the great man that was in my life. I done talked about him before, but I'm going to tell y'all a little story. Me and my brother Travis, um, I think I'm in the, I'm in the ninth grade. He in the eighth grade. And um, my dad was a roofer. So, you know, when it's hot outside, they got plenty of work to do. But if it rains, and it rains a good bit, it'll, it'll close it down for the day. Well, we didn't realize that it had to rain where my daddy had to go do some work at. And I think it was in um, Live Oak, Florida, or something like that. And we in Valdosta, Georgia. So we come home from school. And uh, me, my mama ain't got home from work, and we don't see no sign of my daddy. So we do our normal routine. We cussing like sailors. <laughs> I'm talking about giving it up. You hear me? You mother... All throughout, the, all throughout the house. So, so they ain't, so they ain't, I, home. ain't nobody <laughs> home. They don't get home at five thirty. We already home at four o'clock. We got a good hour of custody to get in. <laughs> hour and a half. So, <laughs> so <laughs> listen. Now, mind you, my brother Travis was just in the living room. I'm talking about right here. And so the kitchen was, you swing around and the kitchen would be right there. So I go in the kitchen. I remember playing the day. I was telling him he couldn't get no Swiss roll for the lunch because it wasn't open. And that the only thing he could get is an oatmeal pie. And he told me, I'm getting me a mother Swiss roll. So again, we just going at it. So now he done cussed. I feel like he done cussed like he just grown. So I tell you, mother, if I ever hear you cuss like that again, I'm going to beat your mother. I, I'm waiting on a curse to come back because my brother Travis ain't but one year younger than me, so he he ain't scared of me, but, but he quiet. So he ain't never replying. I come from around the corner to see what's going on. And Travis is like this, standing in the hallway, looking up like this. My daddy done came out. My daddy done came out the closet. Hold on, that's that color purple look in my ass. T E R, Mister. And my daddy was kind of tall, so he looking up like this. I come around the corner. Why the you ain't saying? And I see it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The coolest thing was that, and listen, my dad say, so this what y'all do when ain't no adults on. Huh? Y'all around here just cussing like sailors. <laughs> listen, my dad sat us down. He said, you know what? I ain't going to whoop you today because I know I done been a child. 
but y'all need to touch. But he said, I promise you, the next time I catch y'all cussing, I'm going to have to get that skin. He, my daddy just left it like that. Tell me why two days later, we come in and check the damn closet. Look, oh, excuse me, Miss Miller. We check the closet looking for my daddy. He ain't in no closet. He ain't under no bed or nothing. My daddy is in the laundry room. Don't took the clothes out the laundry baskets and don't put them over himself in the laundry room. And since we don't see nobody grown, I got you Not only do he get us cussing, he catch me and my brother fighting in the house. Oh my God. down. And that man came from, we over there fighting in the kitchen on my all over the place. That man got tired of hearing that fumbling and bumbling that came from up under the goddamn couple. Y'all, and y'all crapped the brick, then y'all. I knew y'all crapped the brick. <laughs> oh. I'm not cracking. I'm not mad because I I know he's still fighting. I realized that we was just cussing. And my daddy believed in whooping you for the old and the new. He said, y'all can go in there and take them things off and lay across the bed. I just need you to I had them kind of beings for the old and the new. <laughs> they put me to my soul. <laughs> yes, sir. But, you know, uh, we, he told us something. My daddy was a, you know, and I done said it before because I, I never was raised by my real dad. Um, and to all the stepfathers, um, and I don't really like to say stepfather because that belittles um, the job that he has done by calling him a step. So to my father, John Stanley Williams, um, the man that 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 took on the responsibilities of, of three little boys that were not biologically yours, but you took it on um, um, like a, 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 a shield and buckle and, and went about the task that was at hand to make sure that um, we, we understood what it was to have a father. Uh, I know you're gone and everything, but I, I, at that time I didn't appreciate those butt whippings. But um, <laughs> I don't had to re, I don't had to, you know, reissue some of my myself, sir. So you know, but I appreciate everything that you've done for me, my brothers. Uh, some of my friends got it too; they appreciate it too. Uh, and uh, sometimes we just have to just, um, you know. I think, you know what I'm saying, and I do understand a lot of us men don't do enough to to make women um, honor us and, and, and uphold us as kings in our prides or whatever, but I just think that we need to get out more and uh, do more and take some of the burden off of some of these women that are great, you know, mothers and fathers, um, and just pull together and give it all you got, and at the end of the day, let your cars lay where they lay, and, and it'll be the, the store be whatever it is at the end. One, one, everybody had an awesome story. Well, again, I want to just thank everybody for showing up tonight, and thank you for your time. We went a little bit over over schedule, as as we always do. I tried not to, but you know, we start talking, it just goes. But um, definitely tune in Friday, Friday, 9 o'clock. Um, I haven't come over the topic yet for Friday, but next Tuesday, we're going to have, um, I don't know, do I call them a trans, but I have a, a, a guest that's coming on next Tuesday. This person that I've had, it was a, originally a female, had the top surgery, and now has had the bottom surgery. So now it's a full boy.
but he's now he's coming on the show Tuesday to tell his story. So that's going to be our, our topic Tuesday. Friday, I don't have a, a topic yet, but once we get off the show, we'll figure out our topic for Friday. But definitely tune in Friday, 9 o'clock, and definitely tune in next Tuesday at 9 o'clock as well. So it's Tuesdays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Be right here at the ATL show. Anything else? Um, Afrodi. Afrodi. It's not here. We we lost her. Okay, Miss Adrian. Yeah. You know what I need, lady? No, what you need? Give it to him one time. Uh-uh, not with Miss Melody to call him. Miss Melody, <laughs> I love you, but we got to end the show. Go on and hang up. I will do that. <laughs> Bye, Miss Mel. Good to see you, Miss Mel. Miss <laughs> Adrian, give it to him, baby. Give him what? What are you talking about? How did you he end the show last time? Huh? How did you end the show the last time for us? I don't know. How did I? ATL, 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 ATL,